The news keeps giving us giant stories, and to help us get through these giant stories, it's nice to visit weekly with our friend Jamie Court, C-O-U-R-T, and Jamie Court is the president of Consumer Watchdog, consumerwatchdog.org, and they do go to court, but they do a lot of consumer advocacy. Jamie Court has been with us from virtually the beginning of this show, and Jamie, it's always nice to have you back every week on the Norman Goldman Show. Hi. Hi, Norm. Jamie, today, just a few moments ago, the hashtag fake president announced we're getting out of the climate change accord, the Paris Accord. I've been researching this and I'm hearing a lot of gloom and doom. And my research is telling me there's a lot of cause for not gloom and doom because it's a voluntary agreement and we can all still do the things we need to do. And what I think Donald Trump is trying to do is create an atmosphere where people say, well, I guess that's it. I can't do anything to fight climate change. And so I give up and let's just go back to our polluting ways. Jamie, it seems to me that we can do this. We don't need Donald Trump to tell us whether we're in the Paris Accords or not. We can either clean up our act or not. Am I am I being too harsh here? Absolutely. And we Absolutely. don't have to be out of the, the, the Paris Accords. Donald Trump's out of the Paris Accords. You know, ExxonMobil is in favor of the Paris Accords. So, you know, we have companies that make their living off oil, like ExxonMobil, who's in favor of Paris, right? And yet Donald Trump says, um, I'm, getting, I'm getting America out. Well, I don't think he can get Americans out. And that's because Americans have lots of ways to fight back in the pressure, not just the president but also to pressure the tilting of our climate a couple more degrees, which is forever going to be irreversible. I mean, you know, if you look at California, you know, we are having unprecedented growth of, uh, of, of electronic vehicles, EV technologies that are becoming more and more affordable. But Donald Trump can't stop that. There's no way that utilities are going back to coal. You know, even utilities that have embraced coal, like in Virginia, the utility down there, uh, actually privately had an agreement to buy renewable power from other states, uh, which was kind of hidden because in, in Virginia, it's coal country. They didn't want people knowing. The reason they did it was because the large employers in that state said, we want renewables. We want coal. That's crazy. So when the large corporations are on the bandwagon, like even ExxonMobil, for the type of goals we have in Paris and are pushing to get rid of coal, Donald Trump can't bring back coal. He can't end Paris. This is, uh, if you're watching the, the latest season on Netflix of uh, House of Cards, this is all about changing the conversation, getting enemies of the president confused and dismayed, and, uh, of course, energizing a very small base that Donald Trump has. But more importantly, it's about changing the conversation away from Russia, away from his son-in-law, away from the special prosecutor, away from everything that troubles this administration. And Americans, we don't have to let him change the conversation because we can go out and buy an EV vehicle. We can go out and get a... Um, What's pretty soon, you know, we can, get, we can get solar power for our homes. Solar uh, is dominating the grid. You know, dirty energy doesn't add up economically anymore. So you can't beat the fact that we've, we've, we've changed the tipping point where if we want, you know, we want cheaper energy, we're going to need cleaner energy because wind, solar, that's the cheapest you got, man. You don't have to refine it. You know, you don't have to get it out of the earth and put it through a power plant like coal, <laughs> you know, it it, it 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 makes economic and environmental sense. And that's irrefutable logic in this world. And Jamie, you and I have been talking about consumer rights and consumer action for many, many years. 
And this, to me, is a classic example of where consumers and states and private companies can simply say, hey, Donald Trump, you say this, we're going to act in a way that cleans up this environment. So, Jamie, four months ago yesterday, I traded in my eight-cylinder gas-guzzling fossil fuel car that I loved a lot, and I got a Chevy Volt, and I've burned four gallons of gas in four months. And so, I'm seeing Chevy Volts everywhere. There's all kinds of electric vehicles. I mean, even Nissan Leafs are still around. People are taking matters into their own hands, and we're seeing a lot more solar arrays on different buildings, a lot more recharging stations for electric cars in stores, in malls, all kinds of places where the public can go and park and charge their car. I mean, it seems to me that we can lead, and we don't need to sit there and let the federal government tell us what to do. It, this, is a, this is a time for the people to rise up and lead. Jamie, it seems to me that's kind of what our, what our mission is. Absolutely. In fact, Donald Trump Absolutely. announcing that he's trying to disentangle himself from the Paris talks may have an even greater impact on getting people who are against Donald Trump, which are probably, what, still 60% of Americans, to invest in that solar panel, to think about the solar shingle when it comes out, because Elon Musk is building that solar shingle for your house uh, that's going to be really cost-effective. May may get you to buy the, the Chevy Bolt or the Chevy Volt or, or a hybrid. I've got two hybrids myself. Maybe I'll trade it in for a plug-in now that I know Trump doesn't want me to. I mean, resistance, you know, hashtag resist, takes all form. But when you use your money and your power as a consumer to defy the president, it feels twice as good, as well as not having to fill up at the tank, doesn't it? Well, Jamie, he says... I really am a unifier. And perhaps he can unify us all to defy him and hashtag resist and go out and just, you know, give him the extended middle finger with our consumer buying patterns. We're talking to Jamie Court. I hope you know our friend Jamie Court. It's spelled just like going to court, C-O-U-R-T. Jamie Court is the president of Consumer Watchdog, and I'd love for you to check him out at consumerwatchdog.org. They're doing a heck of a job. And Jamie, I've got to switch us to the other big topic, which is single-payer health insurance, Medicare care for all. You and I have talked in recent weeks about California moving forward with a state-based single-payer plan. In recent weeks, we discussed a, a price tag that was eye-popping, $400 billion that you and I were both suspicious of. But what I have noticed just since our last conversations on this, as I monitor the discussions and press around the nation, what we're doing in California here to try and establish a state-based Medicare for All system is actually getting a lot of very close attention around the nation. Other states, especially Democratic states, are looking to see if California can lead the way. And so, Jamie, my theory is just as Colorado plowed the path for legal cannabis, and now that they've made the mistakes and figured it out, they're going around the state saying, this is how you do it, here's what we screwed up. Here's where we did it right. Here's how you should do it. Seems to me California could be blazing that path and then making an example and showing as an example to other states how to go do a Medicare for all system. And Jamie, maybe that's just my bias because I want that to be, but I am seeing this. I mean, am I am I seeing ghosts, Jamie? No, I think you're, you're right. Uh, we've got, for instance, uh, in Senate Bill 562 out here in California, which is backed by the California nurses and Senator Ricardo Laura. Uh, we had a poll done by uh, the nurses associations behind the, the, the bill showing 70% support for this type of Medicare for all system. But then the Public Policy Institute of California, which is independent of the nurses, and everybody else did a poll as well and found 67% support 
for single payer in California. The, the report drops under 50 when you tell people they're going to be taxed more for it. But I think there's a general education curve where people learn what they're getting, which is no co-pays, um, you know, open networks of doctors. They'll be willing to even pay a little bit more taxes if they have to. And that is what the new economic analysis that the Nurses Association put out shows will have to happen in some form or another to get to single-payer in California. But it is a roadmap to single-payer. And the new analysis, which comes out of the University of um, Massachusetts Amherst, says that the state will save 18% in health care costs and lower costs for businesses and middle-income families if we embrace single-payer. Uh, it'll definitely cost a lot of money to get started, uh, about $331 billion. But that's, you know, compared to the $400 billion that the uh, state analysis we thought was rigged said, so $70 billion less. But what's more is $225 billion of that $331 million would come from existing sources. And $106 billion could be raised through new taxes, two new taxes that would, um, that would uh, you know, be on dining and sales, but exempt the worst regressive parts of that for low-income people. And that's not even engaging in the concept of, uh, you know, possibly increasing a payroll tax on employers. So what the, the, the study shows is we've got a route single payer. People want it. People have to understand what it's giving them and getting them if they're going to pay a little bit more in taxes. But that's what we're doing here is educating the public. So uh, yesterday was a big day for single payer. And again, it's kind of like what we're doing uh, in this state. We regulate our own emissions out here. We have different standards for car emissions because we have an EPA waiver. We are doing what I think other states need to do, which is we're, we're a golden state example of how, becoming more and more so every day, of how uh, to deal with Donald Trump. You know, uh, Trump made single-payer possible. There is no question that the reason we have such support, 70% support for Medicare for All in California, and over 60% in America, by the way, according to another poll, is because Donald Trump showed how tenuous our health care is because he threatened to take it away. And so I think the same is going to be true about what he did with Paris. He's, he's shown how easily a president can you know, say, I'm not going to be part of a treaty. And the American people said, well, you know what, whether you're part of the treaty or not, we as a people are going to stop climate change. We're going to stop all the problems associated with climate change, and we're going to do our part because you're not doing your part. We're going to do it as a state, and we're going to do it as individuals. That's called empowerment. It may be that Donald Trump, and I've talked to my dad about this today, who was very, very upset about the, the recent trends. I said, you know, in the end, we may remember Donald Trump just that way as the guy who brought single payer to America, the, the guy who accelerated our, 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 our civic em empowerment and engagement to get an end to climate change and other things we care about because we realize the president can't be there to do it for us and how tenuous our circumstances really are. We got to do it ourselves. Jamie, I really am a unifier. I keep telling people that I see good coming from this and perhaps some real good come from this, and I think you just identified it. I really am a unifier. He is forcing people into the system. He's forcing people to become conscious of climate change. He's showing people that they can't rely on government, that they've got to take matters into their own hands and be a leader themselves. And I think this is a real lesson on, on personal and political empowerment for Americans. I think it's uh, he's going to end up being a real unifier. <laughs> And on his deathbed, he's going to tweet, that was my plan all along. Gotcha. Don't be rude. All right, Jamie. Listen, I got to leave it there. But two enormous stories, the Paris Accord with climate change and Medicare for all in California, both with significant developments today, 
but these are all just steps in a much longer process. The end result is very much still up for grabs. Jamie Court, C-O-U-R-T, is the president of Consumer Watchdog. Find him at consumerwatchdog.org, where Jamie Court has lots of great colleagues working on our behalf, consumerwatchdog.org. Jamie, thanks again. Heaven knows where we'll be next week, but we'll talk to you then. Thank you, Norm. I'm looking forward to it.